Welcome to The Ashley Hand Show and to Reignited, a series of poem conversations with incredible individuals who have risen from the ashes of who they once were and reimagined, rediscovered, realigned, and reignited the most liberated expression of who they are now. So if you're in the midst of a transition, a shift, or maybe even a dark night of the soul, this is for you. And as for me, I'm Ashley Han, brand strategist, entrepreneur, author, coach, and as of last year, I am now a mother, which in and of itself has been one of, if not the most transformational experience of my lifetime. It's why I took off over a year from this very podcast. I have been deep in my own process of rediscovering, realigning, and reigniting this new version of me. And if you want to hear more about that story, listen to the first episode of this series. Now, let's get ready to feel reinvigorated and reignited in today's episode. Oh, and be sure to stay tuned until the very end because I am announcing something super special and time sensitive that I'm really excited about. Let's dive into it. Today's guest is one of my nearest, dearest, closest friends, Charlie Rain, who is formerly known as Crystal David. So if you actually browse through my podcast history, you'll see a few episodes. I believe she's come on a couple times to the show. And she always brings the heat. She always brings the gems. And she's just an incredible human. I love her with all my heart. She is a proud mother of five daughters. Yes, you heard that right. Five daughters. A thought leader, a relationship guide, a producer, a writer, an actress. And she's really on a mission to revolutionize the happily ever after of life and relationships. After recently navigating a very challenging divorce following an 18-year marriage to an NFL husband, Charlie is more determined than ever to empower women in making wise choices when it comes to their life partners. Through her content, her curriculums, her conversations, and events, she dedicates her time to educate, entertain, and empower people worldwide. She firmly believes that everyone deserves a quality life experience filled with love, happiness, and the ability to gracefully handle life's inevitable challenges. So in this episode, Charlie is sharing a lot of the behind the scenes of the challenges that she has been going through and really how she has been able to rise up and reinvent and redefine who she is so that she now feels more reignited than ever before. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. All right, my girl, Charlie, uh, I'm so excited for this episode right now. And I feel this is so perfect for you to be the first episode, babe, of this Reignition Reignite series. I just feel like your story is going to touch so many hearts and make a difference and really speak to a lot of women who are listening. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your Reignition journey with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I already feel like teary-eyed because it's just so powerful to be reignited and reunite, reigniting, being in the process of it, right? Yeah, girl, I feel you. And um, and we, I've really been on this journey with you, so it's just an honor to to have you here and to share to my listeners so they can connect to your story as I have. So yeah, I want to just get right into it because this is going to be a super potent episode and I'm so excited for the women to hear your story and to learn from from your story and how you've really risen from the ashes and uh, and really stepped into this new identity. So can you share 
with the listeners the low point that you have really grown through and what you did to reignite yourself? Yeah. Um, so I I would say the low point itself was actually coming to terms that I'm no longer what I dreamed I would kind of die being, right? A wife, married till death to his part, um, this mother that was taken care of and a stay-at-home mom and you know, sitting in my castle. And of course, I always contributed in my own ways, but it was more to contributing to the outside world because my inside world was like on lock, you know. So um, when I decided to file for divorce, um, it wasn't just a divorce. I don't feel like it was this mutual decision where it was like, okay, we're both agreeing on this. It was it was an ultimatum. And so I think that's what made it so dark because it was this scary thing of like, am I choosing myself? Am I being selfish? But I just really stood by if I lose myself, I lose everything. And what's meant for me is going to stick with me at every season of my life, even at my lowest point, you know? So so good. And you guys were married for 11 years? Yeah, we we filed after our 11th. We, funny enough, we celebrated a whole 10-year reunion, did the whole shebang. Um, made it to our 11th year anniversary and then filed between 11 and 12. Um, but we were together 18 years. So I was with wow. him like since I was 18 years old. Yeah. So it, it, it really the low point or the reignition of my life was who am I, right? It was the identity piece because when I met him, I didn't know who I was. And when I left him, I didn't or got left by him. However, we want to look at it. I didn't know who I was. And so in some parts, it's so exciting. You know, I think when when you are in this place where you're so down and out because your identity has been shaken up so greatly, the power of the mind shift is where the money's at because that's where I got to choose. Like I could look at this like devastating victim of my circumstance or I can look at this as a blank canvas, clean slate, fresh start and an opportunity to reinvent myself, which, as you know, I did even by renaming myself and all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to dive into that in a second, too. Uh, So I'm really curious, and I'm sure the listeners are curious of this, too. That decision point Mm -hmm. when you got there, because I know I've, I've been behind the scenes with you, so I know you were, you know, grappling with that decision for a while. So my question to you is, what had you get there? What was it that had you finally make that decision and decide to choose yourself and exit the relationship? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I know you're doing a retreat coming up and I would say um, it was at a retreat that I had the moment. So that's kind of ironic. I know people listening to this may be on the fence. And I think that there's nothing more powerful in my journey than being in places that that supported me making these life altering decisions in safe places, you know? And so um, like to back up to getting to, it was at a retreat that I decided that, okay, when I leave here and when I go home, I'm going to have the conversation. And I knew myself enough that I had to do it as soon as I got home, because if I let a day pass by, I'd revert back to, okay, wait, I need another sign. Um, But what people don't know is behind the scenes, it took me over two years to make that decision. And that retreat was my final straw. And what it was at the retreat was I went into it. So this is what I would invite people to do is like what I did was I was looking for signs. Right. And I think what we have to be honest with ourselves is 
sometimes the signs are, I believe the signs are always already there. We already know inside of us, but we don't always want to accept what we know. And so I knew that I was supposed to be leaving my marriage two years when I when I asked the question. It's almost like because I asked the question, I already knew, but I didn't want to accept that as the answer. So I spent two years of fasting and praying and reading and asking and interviewing other couples. How did you keep your marriage? How did you know it was time to walk away? And and that's how I operate. I collect, you know, other people's stories and then see what kind of resonates and bounces off for me. But at that retreat, what it was, was um, I went into it and I remember saying a prayer and just saying, okay, God, I've gotten a million signs already leading to one direction that it's time to go. I can't take it anymore of feeling like I don't know. I need to make a decision. Being in the on the fence is like the death of me, right? And so I was like, whatever sign I get at this retreat, it better be from you because I'm taking it as Bible. I'm taking it as this is what it is. And I kid you not, I walked into that retreat and the matriarch of my 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 last grandmother living passed away on my way into like we were pulling up. It was Sedona, Arizona. We were pulling up and I felt this like message in my spirit that was like, you will break the curse. Like your your last family member who lived till death to us part in marriage is gone now. And now it's up to you to either follow that path or to break that path. Because that was one of the biggest strongholds. Like our family stays married. We stay through everything. Wow. It doesn't matter. And I heard my spirit say, it's okay. You don't have to go that path. You can choose yourself. So I got the message driving in and then everything from there, every guest, every person that I was with, every conversation I had, it was life after their first divorce. I even had a woman come up to me and tell me like, you're going to have to be the one to leave. Your husband won't leave you, but you're like, but he'll be happy you left him. And I got all these things. So it, it was, it was just that. So I think to put that in like a sentence, put yourself in positions where you can hear because isolation, we tend to isolate, but then you're by yourself and then you'll just spin in your thoughts. And sometimes you need that outside support. Yeah. Oh, totally. I'm a huge believer in that. And it sounds like it isn't even that sometimes we don't know. It's what are we pretending not to know? What truth are we pushing away? That's been trying to get our attention and trying to get our attention, but we won't accept it. So it sounds to me like you finally came to terms like we were able to and you were in a safe space to feel safe enough to confront this truth that's yeah. been there sort of all along and really look at it and really face it. Right. So that's really powerful. And I feel like that resonates with me. I'm sure that resonates with with a lot of women. It's like there are things under the surface that we pretend not to know. Mm-hmm. And the truth is there. It's been there. The other thing I wanted to share, too, when you said about breaking the generational chain, right, of this pattern of staying married till death do his part, no matter what, no matter what. Like, oh, when you were saying that, I was like, man, I recently was having a conversation with a good friend of mine. And I don't know the exact divorce statistic, but let's just say it's 50%. I don't know what it is. You might know this. Do you know the divorce rate? It is. It's like 48, I think. Okay. So let's say so 48% of people get divorced, right? And the other are still married. Well, of the other half that are still married, the question is, how many are actually happily married? Or how many are suffering through their marriage or marriage in misery? Yeah. Yeah. I heard I heard someone in my two years of collecting signs. 
I heard a guy say, people, like if you ask yourself, this was actually one of my biggest pillars of like, oh my gosh, like it gave me so much confidence. He said, if you ask yourself why people hang their hat so hard, high on, I stayed married 60 years or we were married till we died, da, da, da. That's literally what you're raving about. That's like the the claim to fame. The, like, And he was like, it's not the number of years. It's the quality of those years, which is what I'm hearing you say. And when I heard that, I, I was like, nope, it is, is me going th- this route for the next 30 plus years, what I am choosing for my life. And then another thing that I just want to say, because I'm going to just guess that the people listening may be facing that story, because no matter what your reignition point is, it's going to require a death of the old self, right? And yes. so in order to die to whatever it is you're holding on to right now, I think this is the most powerful thing I heard. They said, life is hard. Choose your pain. Like you're going to either have the pain now of ripping off the Band-Aid and going through the identity crisis and struggling on your own because you are a stay-at-home kept woman and you know, it's going to be hard and you're going to have people, you're going to lose friends, you're going to lose, you're like, you're going to lose a lot and it's going to be painful. But the other pain is misery year in and year out, unfulfillment, dying with regret. He even went as far as saying sickness, because when we don't allow ourselves to be fully expressed and we're in, in holding on to all this anxiousness and depression and guilt and overwhelm and frustration and lack of like, I don't want to be here, but I'm here. That's trapped in your body. And that manifests as dis-ease, disease in your body. And yep. so he's like, this is why so many women, you know, they self-sacrifice all these years for their families, but then they come up with all these diseases in their fifth, sixth decade of life because it catches up to them. And I'm like, no, that's not the choice. I, and so I'm, I'm so glad I chose the pain up front. I chose the pain now. Because the pain is going to come at some point. You've got to feel it. Mm, yeah, yeah, 100%. That's super powerful, super powerful. And yeah, even like just you had so much. I mean, I know why for you two years to to make this decision. I mean, you have five girls. There was a lot that you had to really think through and go through all that. So just really honoring you for giving yourself the space and and being graceful with yourself and coming to this decision point, being brave, being courageous and doing the thing that your soul was calling you to do. And um, the other question I just had before we like move forward to what you then did and this journey you've been on of redefining who you are and stepping into your power and your full liberated expression and all these juicy things. Uh, I would love to just know too, like what you know, whatever you're willing to share, because I know some things you also have realized, like, okay, I also want to keep some things private, you know, was it like, you know, because I know some women, a big question they have, and again, this is like, going back to, you know, the truth, no one else can tell you. Um, But like, what were the big things, the big pieces, were you feeling super misaligned? Were there core values that were being uh, not honored by staying with your ex-husband? Like what were like the core, you can speak from a general perspective if you want, but the core things that had you be like, no, I've got to, I've got to leave. Well, it's interesting because one of the biggest questions from people who know me that I got was, wait, what happened? Like what happened? Because it literally felt like it came out of nowhere. And if you looked at my life, I feel like we were coasting. I feel like we were comfortable. We were complacent. 
Um, and so it was a couple of things. It was, I had done some major programs like leadership, which you're familiar with. I did these like self-development, life altering, like sifted my consciousness and subconsciousness programs where I realized we had attracted each other through our wounded selves. Like my hurt little girl, my, I'm not worthy of love. I am not enough. I'm going to be abandoned by the man who says he loves me. All of that was coming to fruition. I was seeing it. And I was um, no longer available for that part of myself. And I was leveling up and I was growing and I was coming into my higher self. And um, this is the part that I would say I would keep more private is that I can't speak for him. So I'm not going to speak on what I think even though I have this full diagnosis of what I think, but in a general statement, I would just say that um, his insecurities were threatened by my um, stepping it out of my box because see when, and I don't blame him for that. When I met him, I was 18. I was malleable. He got to mold me into the woman he wanted me to be. And he kind of created this safe little bubble for me. And so when that bubble popped and I started to see the outside world and I started to see how other friends' relationships were working and how they had partnerships and how they poured into each other and they collaborated and they, I wanted that and I was begging for it. And so um, then the draw, the line that was drawn in the sand was an ultimatum that I was given at the end. He was like, you got it. I don't, I didn't marry Dr. Ruth. I was talking about sex and sexuality and things that he wasn't comfortable with. And when he said, you need to choose your family or your work, I tried for a year. And that was the worst year for both of us. I think we were both miserable. And and the last thing I'll say to that is at one point when we decided, okay, this isn't working, I was like, you're not chasing me. Like, you're not fighting for me. You're not begging me to stay. You're not any of that. And he was like, I'm like, you don't love me. And he's like, I do love you. And that's why I'm letting you go. And that was the most hard but powerful freeing moment because I was like, how can I argue that? Like he's literally saying, go, I don't want to be with this version of you, but you go go be her. And I could not be mad at him for that. I had to respect him like for knowing what kind of man he is and what kind of woman matches that man. And now I know as I move forward, a man that's going to align to my life has to be willing to love all the parts of me. But guess what? I have to know those parts of me. See, I didn't know those when I got with him, right? And so yeah. kind of like this, it kind of sucked because it was like, dang, here we built this whole life together, had all these kids. And then I woke up one day, I was like, oh, this is actually who I really am, <laughs> you know, which is oh, why I'm so adamant about do the work know who you are, like really be fully expressed before you attract that life partner. Because at some point your true self is going to rear its head and and you don't know if that partner is going to be available for that part of you. Yeah, that's huge. And just to give you ladies context too, because I know you just briefly, you like touched it, Charlie, she were like, yeah, so I talked about sex and sexuality. So just so you guys know, she was creating content that was openly talking about sexuality and exploring like relationships and things like that. And you were also creating, I believe, like a program of some kind or a retreat or something like that, right? Yeah, I was doing relationship coaching at the time, ironically. And the biggest thing I was seeing with the women I was working with was the lack of sexual expression, like 
Just, it. you know, I, and so it was like, I wasn't an expert. I was just interviewing experts and trying to add that value to my community. And also seeing a lot of cheating in the relationships, a lot of men addicted to porn, a lot of lack of sex and all of that. And so I just wanted to help support that. And that was just not something they wanted. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So you were on this exploration and you were also simultaneously expressing new parts of yourself that were there all along, just hadn't been expressed, hadn't been unlocked, hadn't been let out. And he didn't like that. And so, yeah, you were kind of faced with this decision and you tried. Like, that's what I heard you say is like, all right, you know, I because you wanted you wanted to keep your family. You wanted to to stay married to him like you had that part of you that wanted that. And so you put that in that work in for a year. And I remember that. And then how how that felt for you to feel muted, to feel diluted, to feel you weren't even being who you were uh, or who you really are. And so that really clears it up because I really wanted to understand what that was for you, that decision, that ultimatum so that women here listening can understand, okay, yes, like sometimes we get in these positions in life where we have relationships that could be, you know, romantic or not, where they support our evolution and they're like all for it and they're rising with us and then we have other relationships where it's just not a thing and they're not rising and they're actually upset at us for the ways in which we're rising the ways in which we're expanding and expressing and it sounds to me like that's what you what you were going yeah so let's move into the juiciness that you've been really immersed in recently these last um what has it been like six months or something like that Mm -hmm. and you so she was Crystal. And now she is Charlie. And I know that symbolizes so much for you. Can you speak into that decision and what that really symbolizes for you? Yeah, I I always felt like Crystal, and this is no offense to all the crystals in the world. I love our name, but I always felt like my name didn't match my identity. So it, it was kind of a number of things, but I, I saw a few people along my journey change their name. So that gave me permission. And so I knew in my head, like at some point I'm changing my name. And then when I went through a divorce, I was like, oh, maybe that was the name change. Like I'm going to go back and change my last name or whatever. But then no, like it just, it just stuck in. And I chose Charlie because I started looking at like, what do I want this identity to represent? What do I want this name to represent? And I wanted her to represent my playful side, my free spirited side, um, my youthful side, that um, fresh, you know, new start. And Charlie just, it was it. And, and if you look up the definition, that's what it is. It's free spirit, a free man. Um, you know, it's a youthful version of Charles or even Charlene, which is my middle name. So it just had a lot of resonance. Um, but overall, the name change itself was just my like washing away, not like being done with crystal because she I like when I refer to myself I still stay crystal like I'll always be crystal that's my little girl um and I'll cherish her I honor her and Charlie's like my alter ego she's like when I show up as Charlie I better show up in my higher self in my power boldly authentically unapologetically unfiltered um where crystal was was a people pleaser and she was you know, the uh, looking good and I wanted to be perfect and I wanted everyone to like me. And I know that that's not the reality of a world changer, you mm-hmm. know, with Harley's here to disrupt some things. And so she's got to, you know, own that name. Yeah, girl. Oh, yeah. I love it. So spicy. I just love it so much. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, some background. I know I shared it a bit in the beginning. 
Charlie is one of my dearest, closest friends. And so when she shared this with me, I was just like, whoa, wait, what? And it was such a shock to me. And at first I was like, wait, am I going to be able to? Because, you know, when you're close to someone, you're used to calling them a name. And I was like, I feel like I'm just going to mess this up for the first year and not going to be able to call her Charlie. But then it's like the more we talked about it and the more I saw you, you had this name celebration whole like for your birthday. And I was like, man, this is good. Like, I love it. And I just I'm just over here fanning your flame, sister, and seeing you rise into that and be that when you just said, Charlie, this liberated expression of you, of who you are, your highest self. So congrats. This is like so beautiful. And I'm so proud of you. So tell me, like, what are you up to now? Yeah, I I hope I can be be an encouragement in sharing that I, some parts of me don't know, and then some parts of me do right. Like I'm I'm creating all these things. I have all these whirlwind of ideas and like acting and writing and writing a book and which we talked about. I was supposed to be writing a year ago. Like it's just like I have so much in me. Um, and so what what I want what I said about I hope I can encourage someone is give yourself the space to not always be producing I think as creatives especially um, you could feel like you're not aligned when you're not creating something but then um, I read somewhere where like when we're not creating it's actually because we're, we're recollecting stories and experiences so that we can create from that place and so honestly this last year I've just been reinventing my identity like as a mother for example I used to think I'm just a mom and even with five kids I'm just a mom and I'll be a better mom when my business takes off and when I'm more successful, I'll have more money and then I'll have more time and then blah, 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 blah. Now I realize like there is no if then, it's now. It's like I saw your post recently. If you don't have time today, it's because you're not creating it, right? Mm-hmm. And so like realizing, hey, my mission is to do women's work to help women be fully expressed and be her, that girl who is healed. She's whole. She loves herself. She's attracting and and creating everything her heart desires. And guess who the first line of people get get that? My daughter. Like that's what I'm yeah. focusing on is like, I don't care if I'm changing thousands of women's life, which I have in my past. If my own daughters are sitting on the, the, the ice waiting for me to be ready to mother them, I'm doing it all wrong. So I've been focusing on mothering and healing my mother wound. I've realized how much of that is coming out. And so I've been working on a lot of healing, honestly. And then outside of that, just being single has come with a lot of days of like sadness and then days of like excitement because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm 37. I have five children. Who's going to want me? But then I'm like, who wouldn't want me? And I go back and forth and it's just like, I get to just be it and just trust. And so it's really causing me to exercise faith. And this is what I would say for my whole journey. It's required me to realize that I have everything within me, my source, my creator, God is going to provide for me. And I don't need a man to do that. I don't need a title. I don't need any of that. Do I want a man to be a part of that? Yes. Do I want crazy cool titles like producer and actress and writer and author and thought leader? Absolutely. But until I'm good with me, I realize that's why I'm going to just keep spinning because I'm looking for validation. I'm looking for acceptance. And so I've just been working on being okay with me, right? First and trusting that everything else is going to fall into place. Mm-hmm. You got the formula right, sister. The be, do, have. Yes. Right? Like versus everyone. I feel like so many of us have it backwards. Have, do, be. You're like, 
yeah, I, I, I need to have the money so I can do this, so that I can be a good mom, so I can, you know, it's it's like, no, 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 wait, 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 er, rewind, reverse. It's be, first I be that, then I do, naturally will do that, and then I have that, right? So then I have that thing that I want. So I love that you touched on that in such a real relatable way because that is absolutely, I feel, such an unlock. You know what I'm saying? Like such a massive unlock, and I love that you've been, I'm I'm in the same thing right now, girl. Like like in creativity, like like your inner artist, like that. Charlie also I see is this like artist. Yeah. So it's just you playing with that inner artist. And, oh, maybe I want to write a book. Maybe I want to act. And and I've been doing. I've been playing the ukulele. I'm playing the handpan. Like I'm you know I'm writing poetry again. And so I just I love it. We're in this journey together. It's so fun. And this is what it's about. Like it's about experiencing joy. And yes, there will be some days because we're freaking human. We're spiritual beings living this human experience and there will be days where we feel like okay um i'm a little lost today don't really know how i feel about this and then there's days where you feel liberated excited and on fire and so i just feel like allowing your that you've been allowing yourself to move through these motions and ultimately we're rising through the whole yeah. thing and i see that thank you so much for sharing just all of this your story your reignition story and for keeping it raw and real. I don't know if there's one last thing you feel called to just share with the listeners before we close up the episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like I I'm I've been teary eyed the whole time, but um I really just want to say thank you, like as a friend. And then of course I know a lot of your listeners are here because they love you. And so I wanna give my last words as an edifying of you because you have been such um, a model for me like as I watch you be a woman and as I watch you like take on all these roles it, it's like it's cool to be your friend because I I try I like I'm like no don't put her on a pedestal right which is easy to do when you look up to somebody but I want to thank you in that because it's women like you who have like you said fanned my flame who have given me opportunities to tell my story who have believed in me who have you know sent me voice notes like I see you or Hey, come visit. Let's hang out. Like it, like com- there's nothing like community is what I want to say, but community, like being in the presence of women like yourself who are not here to tear anybody down, but you're here to build people up while building yourself up and being authentically yourself. And so you've just been this constant for me and a constant example for me of what's possible and what it looks like to like you said to be an artist like when I think of you why I love you so much I'm like this girl can rap she can sing she can dance she can write she can she you're like it's like what can't you do almost but I think it's because you allow yourself to just play and not be so tight and like you know and I love that about you so that's something I want to channel in this reinvention of myself and so I just wanted to say thank you for being you and for creating these opportunities for women like myself to also be myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, babe. I so, so received that. And I just feel like I feel so blessed and honored to be your friend and to be a part of this journey with you. And the fact that I we're both on this reignition journey together. And yes, I feel like my whole journey is this unra- slow unraveling of who I really am. You know, like what yeah. you said about being tight, like I wasn't always giving myself permission to play ukulele for an hour a day. You know, like like the more I invest in myself, the more I give myself space to like what you said at the beginning of this episode to really uncover more parts of our, my truth the more I unravel and like actually reveal who I really am and what I really want to do and what I want to create and who I want to be. So yeah, 
so good. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, babe. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show, sharing your reignition journey. And y'all go follow this woman. I'm going to have all of her stuff in the show notes so you can go check her out. Go stalk her. She's amazing. You're going to love her content. You're going to fall in love with her just like I did. And I guess that's it for today's episode, y'all. Stay tuned for the next one, for the next reignition story. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. If this episode made a difference for you, please be sure to leave a rating and review. It means so, so much to me. And it fuels me to continue to create more episodes and content like this. Also, as promised, I have a very special and exciting announcement to share with you. If you find yourself currently going through a transition in your life, whether that be an identity shift, a breakup, or maybe you've recently become a new mom like me, maybe you recently become an empty nester, or maybe you just feel like you've lost that spark you once had and you want to reactivate your feminine power. Well, beautiful, I'm excited to announce that I am hosting the Reignite Retreat in October 2023, where I will be curating a special space for women to come to feel, to heal, and clear the old parts of themselves that they are ready to shed so that they can rise up, rediscover, reimagine, realign, and reignite their purpose, their passion, and their life. It's about rebirth. It's about rediscovering yourself, reimagining what's possible for you and reclaiming your power. So if you're ready and excited to feel reignited from the inside out, come join me at the Reignite Retreat 2023. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and apply. Thanks for listening to today's episode and we'll see you next time.